Part of what's made me so hopeful is the fact that so many young people have been galvanized and activated and motivated and mobilized. Because historically, so much of the progress that we've made in our society has been because of young people. Dr. King was a young man. Cesar Chavez was a young man. Malcolm X was a young man. So when sometimes I feel despair, I just see what's happening with young people all across the country. It makes me feel optimistic. It makes me feel as if this country is going to get better. Obama! <laughs> he For is, those who didn't recognize the voice. You know, so I got... Um... He said yesterday, did he say, did you already play this? Because I was reading something else while you were playing that. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I apologize. Uh, I want to speak directly to the young men and women of color in this country. I want you to know that you matter. I've got this if you want this. Uh, well, it's, it's fine. Uh, my point just being that, you know, he's a guy who can actually go into certain communities and have some heft, I think, and people will listen to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how he wants to spend his presidency, but he might be the only person in America that can go into a lot of neighborhoods and say, look, this is how you do it. As a former community organizer, this is what he did for a living when he was a young man. This is how you do it. You don't like the district attorney in this town because you think they protect cops or whatever. This is how easy it is to get that person out of office. These are the things you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish I wish he or somebody like him could could make that argument that this is this is where you flex your muscles and have control. The and looters, you actually do. You actually have the power to do that. Yeah, but the anarchists, looters, and thieves don't care. Okay, well, that they brings have me. No interest in his point of view. Brings me to this is being uh, tweeted around. New poll Young, wealthy, college educated liberal Americans the most likely to defend looting. Not surprising. Young, wealthy, college educated liberal Americans are most likely to defend looting. <laughs> that is, uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the Joe Biden not choosing a person of color to be his vice presidential running mate bothers. Educated white women more than it bothers Hispanic or black people right. by a lot. Right. Uh, which is just interesting. The, the being upset on behalf of others more than they are upset about their own thing. Right. Is, I don't even know what that is. Well, we've been dealing with that for the longest time. Cancel your uh, your Christmas pageant at your school because, well, there, there's a Muslim family and a Jewish family and they might be offended. Have you asked them if they're offended? Because they're not. No, we just don't want to, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and uh, Ben Shapiro was uh, tweeting this around and saying it's because wokeness is the new religion, and it's be- yes. because they've you know if you've abandoned religion, we're built to whether you believe this is because God is does exist or it's a flaw of our minds. I'm not getting into that discussion, but we're built to want to believe in a, in a higher power of some sort, and um, people who've abandoned the traditional God have gone with wokeness as a higher power. Yeah, or at the very least, we need a system of beliefs to guide our lives, and yeah. it's a it's a quasi religion. And in your in some of your communities, it has a lot of the aspects of a fundamentalist religion, where if you differ from the doctrine at all, you will be drummed out immediately. And heretics are seen as less than human and should, at the very least, be punished if not killed. So I find this really troubling. I think the smashing of windows, stealing of stuff and everything like that is absolutely uh, unjustified, intolerable, and we need to do whatever it takes to stop it. And I mean whatever it takes. If you have to put the military on the streets to stop it, then you do that. I would do that as a last resort. But whatever it takes, you have to restore orders to town. Sure. Uh, and, and I think 
It's the old, the, the 60s playbook coming back in so many different ways. There's a lot of what Nixon called the silent majority who are afraid to say out loud, yeah, we need to do whatever we can to restore order. And they're going to vote a different direction than you think. Yeah. When the election comes. I would agree. They're What's gonna... especially tragic is that the, the victims of the violence and the looting and the anarchy and the rest of it are poorer neighborhoods, people of color. And and it, that victimhood will continue for years after the smashing and burning is done. So I find this poll pretty troubling. A majority of young college-educated Americans justify the rioting and looting, destroying major urban areas across the country, according to new Monmouth University poll. The rioting is justified. Uh, the that destroying, is extremely destroying the stories. Yeah. yeah, Monmouth University researchers found that sixty-two percent of those eighteen to thirty-four believe the actions of the protesters were defensible, with 22% saying the actions of the protesters are fully justified, and 40% saying they are partially justified. Uh, and so, they were specifically citing the, the violence and, and destruction, uh, as opposed to the chance. I'd have to get to the actual question. See, that's the problem. Get down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only 29% said that such behavior is never justified, well below the 44% mark of respondents that were slightly older, 35 to 54. There's a big drop-off as you go up in age. Similar results were found among college-educated Americans, with 58% of college graduates saying the actions of the protesters were justified. Both the young and college-educated were the most likely to express favorability toward the riots and looting going on in major urban areas. All right, then. According to Monmouth. That's fabulous. I think part so of the it, younger and wealthier you are, the more likely you are to say it's okay. Yeah, nice. Uh, I think uh, this goes to the fact that young people really need to be quiet. <clears throat> In contrast to Barack Obama, I don't think young people should be heard at all. Um, and here's why. Uh, and, and I'm kidding. We have a lot of great young listeners, and I'm, I'm joking. But um, you know how it is. When you fall in love for the first time, it's the most in love you've ever been. You know, if somebody cheats you or whatever, it's the most cheated you've ever been. And the first time you get swept up by political fervor, you think, this is so important, anything is justified. And then after you've seen five of these things, where young people are whipped up into bellowing that sort of thing in the street, and they mostly hurt the people they've claimed to wanted to help, Sorry, that sentence was a train wreck. Um, and and they they do much more damage than good. And they repent and realize, oh my God, we we're a little over the top. It probably would have been better to X Y Z. After you've seen this thing unfold several times in your life, it's it's tough to tolerate a twenty two year old trust fund kid smashing up some black guy's business and claiming this is justice. It's a little tough to take, kids. In the name of helping the downtrodden minorities, exactly. Which is with, with the self-righteousness of the would-be saint. The poll also revealed a sharp partisan divide in response to the demonstrations, while previous polls found that a sizable majority of Republicans, 68% of Republicans, supported the arrest of the murderous police officer, allegedly. Only 68? 68%. Uh, yeah, I wish it were higher than that, but... Uh, well, I, haven't, I have not run into a single human. I haven't either. And I have some friends who are... They're way right. Um, and to a man, to a woman, they say, oh, no, was I, haven't, I haven't heard even the least bit hem and hawing about it. Yeah. Uh, that guy's a psychopath. Anyway, yeah. um, conservatives view the riots in a largely unfavorable light. According to Monmouth, 35% of conservatives say the riots are justifiable. 
while liberals, 72 percent, they're twice as likely to condone the riots. My question would be, um, well, my statement would be, you're never going to accomplish the things you want to accomplish by smashing out the windows and everything like that, because half the country is not going along with that. Even if 72% of liberals say, yeah, I get why you'd smash the windows. It, it ain't going to bring along the other half, and you need to bring along the other half if you want to have any real change. And m- my question would be, in what way do you think you're going to make the change happen? Since you do have to get the other half, you think you're going to scare them into it? Like people are going to go along with your policies against their wishes because they're afraid? Like that, that young woman told to get on her knees and apologize for being white. That will never happen. Uh-uh. You're never going to get people to come over to your side on a political issue out of threats, out of, I'll smash your business if you don't vote this way. That is never going to work. You will get the contrary, the opposite. Absolutely. You will get open defiance. You will get yeah, you may be right, but I'm not going to say you're right because I hate you. Yeah. You're going to drive those divisions deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, some of but those they are... don't realize that, a lot of them, because they're either deluded by ideology or they're young, naive, and, and more in love with a political cause than they've ever been in their lives. Young, wealthy, educated uh, are more for the rioting than anybody else, and white, particularly. That's, yeah. in, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting breakdown of how that is. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Get control of the streets. Wait till the crimes pass. And then try to have a reasonable conversation about the issues, which is why you got to get control of the streets. And have, you know, hopefully uh, smart people, whether it's Barack Obama or whoever, convince people that you have so much political power. Since most people don't vote, especially in these little elections, like district attorney and city council and all that sort of stuff. Man, you actually organize. You have crazy power to get the people you want in. I'd prefer you stop saying that because the lunatics being churned out by America's colleges full of Howard Zinn and critical race theory and the rest of it. I'd prefer they not know that, honestly, because they're so dangerous and deluded. You know, the ultimate result, I would hope, would be then if you don't like those people, then other people would mobilize for their point of view. And we would it would all be a battle at the ballot box of organizing and getting the most people to vote as opposed to smashing stuff and beating people in the head. Now, Michael, I'm going to ask you not to play the Hitler bell. We installed a a bell because somebody in the show, I can't remember who. Drew too many parallels to Hitler and his regime. He can't remember who he says. Let's not play the blame game here, Sean. (laughs) This is a specific and carefully considered historical reference. The most interesting part of the rise of the Nazis in, in Germany, in the 20s and especially the 30s, is after the Beer Hall Putsch in which Hitler and his boys thought they could strong arm their way into power and got the hell beat out of them sent packing and to jail. Hitler realized the way to do this is through the ballot box. We just have to convince people that this ideology is better. We're going to downplay a lot of our real aims. We're going to soft pedal it, uh, you know, and, and, and sell people on it. And the Nazis came to power through the ballot box. And when they finally got power, they, uh, they took, uh, well, you know what they did. They, they took hold of all the branches of government, killed, uh, purged, maimed, uh, terrified, imprisoned anybody who stood against them. And, you know, I have some concerns about that because a lot of your young lefties talk just like the Nazis in terms of the righteousness of their cause and how those who oppose them are less than human. Anyway. 
Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Disagree or agree? Uh, I'll pick out some of the best ones and read them. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Gotta get to the intro. There you go. Gotta get to the clarinet. Is it a clarinet? Yeah, sure. Why does he play different notes, different volumes? That's not good. Every (laughs) note should be the same. (laughs) I like consistency in my notes. Right. Why Um, do I have to be riding my volume knob while I'm listening to your song? Yeah, exactly. I got turned up. I got to turn it down. I can't understand you because of your accent. Little music joke for you. Um, Trump took another physical. The results are in. Oh, really? Here's something fun to talk about. Because Trump, the guy from The Apprentice. This is nonpartisan. Because I come from a family of uh, uh, Trump supporters. I'll be driving by America's only Trump store, freestanding, independently owned Trump store. You're just going to drive by it in Sholo, Arizona. <laughs> well, last time I bought several things. Maybe I'll stop and get a new. Tra- I got to take a picture of my kids in front of it because I'm going to be driving by it in Sholo, Arizona. I'll be driving by it on. Uh, Saturday morning, I guess. Shout out to the folks at the Trump store. It's something. Anyway. How uh, big is it? Pretty big. Uh, like the size of a convenience store. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know whether to picture a convenience store or a Walmart. And they got so much stuff. Mm. Anything you can imagine. I'll bet. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he got... You know what I would really like? Some cocktail glasses. Some oh, Donald geez. Trump cocktail oh, glasses. Every different kind of that you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, oh, the reason I brought it up was I come from a, a Trump-loving family, and uh, and even they will, you know, rec- you know, deal with the fact that he's a, he's a fat guy who eats bad food. So, yeah. I mean, oh, it's, it's not well like known. Yeah, trying to deny that. Uh, so he uh, did his physical again, and he's what is he? It doesn't have his age on here, but he's seventy-two. Is that how old Trump is? Something like that. That's, and that's uh, so he's, he's a pretty old guy. You forget he's that old. He doesn't come across as that old. Hmm. Um, he's got more energy than anybody who's ever been president. With the possible exception of George the late, Washington. The late, the great, great George, George Washington. Washington. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Trump's new stats. Are, first of all, the headline is, there are no findings of, of significance or changes to report, according to his doctor. Oh, that's good news. Um, Once you pass 45 or so, that's good news. He's six foot three, 244. Fat! <laughs> 6'3", <three>, 244. <laughs> that's not huge. I mean, that's not real fat. It's what doughy. Were you, what were you at your heaviest? 213. 5'11", 213. Yeah, you're four inches shorter. I was pretty... Uh, I, yeah, that was pretty porky. Are well, the, you're, you're 6'3", right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 6'3", usually you, under 200. So would you be willing to gain uh, 50 pounds on a bet? I don't think I could. I've been trying to Not get over... that attitude. I've been <laughs> trying to get over 200 pounds for a decade. If you... Wow. Uh, Listen to that, folks. Here's a man who tries desperately to gain weight and can't. God, I did that for like 10 years of my life. My entire 20s and early 30s where I'd drink like a thousand calorie shake every day to try to add weight as I was working out. Yeah, seems crazy now. <laughs> do these presidential stats, do they have a history of being fudged, right? Like, uh, NBA Not that I'm stat- aware of. No, I don't I've, think so. I've never heard of any, uh, I've never heard well, of any well, nailing that down. About? I've, I think he's bigger than 240. 
I think he, he is too. Oh, it, it, like when your college program lists yeah. your guard as six four, and you're looking at him thinking he's six two at the most. Yeah, no, I've I've been in locker rooms where I am taller than people who are listed as taller than me. Yeah. Okay. No, I think he's heavier than two forty four. Usually, like three four inch pumps. <laughs> you would too if you had these calves. <laughs> I just think if you're that tall and a fat guy, you weigh more than two forty four. How fat is he though? He wears a, a big sport coat. I don't know. You've seen the pictures where he's golfing and he's got a golf shirt on. He's a pretty, I, you don't think he's bigger than two forty four? No, no. I think that's about right. God, I know guys maybe that are six little, foot. Or, maybe a little fudgy. All right, there. No, that's a 240-pound guy. At 6'3", though? S- uh, yeah, Scott, uh, I'm sorry. Because I know guys Sean that weigh that are there six foot. But, uh, are you calling like the, president, the presidential doctor a liar? I don't understand what you're driving at same, here, sir. Is that same what are you, the New York Times? Do you have a, a single unnamed source for this? Is this the Lebowski doctor who was like, he's the most <laughs> in-shape dude I've ever seen from in before the election? Yeah, or ever. is it that uh, Admiral in the Navy guy? Is it that guy oh, he in seems charge legit. of this? He's yeah. gone, isn't he? Oh, I think he, he is gone. Anyway, yeah. I'm running out of time here. Blood pressure, 121 over 79. You, you, you pray that's for good. that. If you're an overweight guy in his 70s, that's Please. a good blood pressure right there. It's a there. gift. Resting heart rate of 63 beats per minute. That's Solid. amazing. Solid. Mine is quite a bit higher than that. Really? Oh, yeah. Mine's so low, they ask if I'm alive. Really? I told you once already. Yes, I am. What is your resting heart rate? I don't know what it is right now, but it's always been upper low. 50s to low really? 60s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had trouble getting insurance once because of that. Very zen. But I'm in uh, Olympic athlete shape. Armstrong and Getty. The government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. Especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, but is morbidly obese, they say. Fact check! The president is not morbidly obese, according to his new physical stats that just came out. He has a BMI of 30.5, which does make him obese, because 29 is the cutoff, but he is not morbidly obese, according to the doctor. Wow. Fat check. Three fat Pinocchios for Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that your real face? As long as we're talking about body shaming. I know. Do I get to say that? Do I? Who am I yelling at? I have many questions. On a more serious note, from the department of both things are true. I'm not trying to contradict anybody by bringing this up. I'm just pointing it out. Officer Cody Holt, Grand Forks Police Department, North Dakota, gunned down by a black suspect just days ago. Nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. As we were discussing yesterday, going through the FBI statistics, far more cops are shot down by suspects of various races, including black, than than cops kill unarmed black people. I mean, it's wildly disproportionate numbers that doesn't make what the folks are protesting about not a problem sometimes you have multiple problems just trying to put a little perspective to it i saw an op-ed in the washington post america's neck is broken seriously thought that was a little over the top oh for god's sake do they have editors over there anymore i also saw a text recently from somebody who said Canada must be like an upstairs neighbor who lives over a meth lab right now. (laughs) 
There's some down truth there. to that. What's going on down there? Yeah. Our colleague, conservative commentator Mark Levin, was questioning why prominent celebrities, journalists, and Democratic politicians have not forcefully condemned the killings of at least two black men during rioting in major cities across the country. To quote uh, Mr. Levin, Several law-abiding African Americans have been murdered by rioters, including David Dorn and David Patrick Underwood. I looked at LeBron James' Twitter site. He says nothing about them. In fact, the death of these and other African Americans, as well as those beaten by rioters and black-owned shops looted and burned, are all but ignored by the Black Lives Matter movement and their celebrity advocates. David Dorn, by the way, was a 77-year-old black man and a retired police captain. He was shot and killed by looters in St. Louis this week. David Patrick Underwood, a 53-year-old African-American Federal Protective Service officer in Las Vegas, that's a special kind of cop, but he was a cop, also died after he was shot in the back of the head during unrest there. I think it's an excellent point, and I thank uh, Mr. Levin for making it. I believe the stat was cops uh, get killed by suspects 80 times more than the reverse. Right. The numbers. 80 times. 80 sometimes. Right. Where are the marches for cops being targeted? Well, part of the problem is, and again, this is, uh, and I realize a lot of you don't have the patience for this sort of thing. It's I, it's just the way my brain works. You can't have a march and convince brutal, heedless criminals not to be brutal, heedless criminals anymore. You, you're just not going to solve that problem through... Uh, well, through most peaceful means, you just got to catch them and put them in a cage. Um, whereas, you know, to the extent that cops do overuse uh, force, and it happens, it absolutely happens. We saw it on video. Sure, yeah, and, and there's plenty we haven't seen on video. You have to rein that in as a, as a civilized society. You absolutely must, and I'm with you, people who want to. But there are cops being mowed down in the streets right now. Four shot overnight, stabbed, etc. At least, you know, all the reports haven't filtered in, and uh, and we need to be aware of that too, and not buy the wildly, bizarrely one-sided narrative that's being fed to us. Twists and turns of history. You often don't know what caused things to happen. Looking back, this will be lost to history probably too. Uh, but Biden is almost guaranteed to choose a black running mate now, isn't he? I don't know. Could he possibly not? Uh, when did he say he's going to choose? August? Certainly Amy Klobuchar, who everybody thought was going to be his choice, is off the list because she's not only white but was prosecuting, uh, 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 not prosecuting cops who were in um, controversial you know, situations. In that very city. Right, in very Minneapolis. Whether, yeah. whether she was right on these instances or not, it's not going to make a difference. No. The twists and turns of history. She might have been the first female vice president, which leads you into being the first female president. Very easily could have happened. Won't happen now because of unrelated things. Right. I, I feel like his list is uh, black women and Elizabeth Warren. Could be. I think that's... that's The well-known Native American. Yes, clearly. <laughs> exactly. A woman of color, according to Harvard. Change the topic here. I don't think it's worthy of transition music, but I thought you might find it interesting. Um, Union leader absolutely bears out what uh, Tim the Lawyer was saying on the Armstrong and Getty show uh, earlier. Uh, Was it early this week or last week? I think it was Monday. Um, He was saying how unions had gone from an important protector of workers' rights and safety, um, you know, 
many decades ago to now giant for-profit businesses that exploit their workers. So what that union leader said in the courtroom, tell you in just a second after this word from our friends at Simply Safe, named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. Wow, so the among, best. among the best, the best, the best, the winner, right? Wow, the best home security system out there you can install yourself. It doesn't take very long. There's not a long contract. It doesn't cost a lot. You can afford it. It's about 50 cents a day. It's called Simply Safe. And you order it, and it comes to you, and you set it up, but you got this money-back guarantee. So there's no concern here whatsoever. Right. It's easy to do, too. You don't need to know which way to turn a screwdriver. Now, you're going to miss the technician in your home for hours, charging you hundreds of dollars for the installation. We know, but this is a better security system anyway. Got the doorbell alerts and the cameras and whatever you want. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get the free shipping 60-day money-back guarantee. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Now, remember this. Simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So Gary Jones was uh, the former United Auto Workers Union president. The UAW giant union. He pleaded guilty Wednesday and admitted to skimming money for various personal expenses, including golf outings, pricey meals, vacation rentals, liquor, and clothing. Skimming that money from his uh, the rank-and-file members. Over a million dollars. I don't know if you saw The Irishman suffered through that horrifying three-and-a-half-hour movie, but uh, labor bosses being crooks goes way back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Prosecutors said he even forked out $60,000 on cigars and related cigar gear. How much? Sixty grand. That is so much cigar expenditure. <laughs> I'm telling you. So you well, are... you got a solid gold snipper and a solid gold lighter and he... probably a humidor worth of oh $5,000. Well, the guy standing up for the little man, the working class, that is Louis the Sixteenth stuff right there. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, get yourself a nice house, decent car. You're spending sixty k. On cigar stuff while you're talking about how people demand a living wage right. and stealing right. from them. That is percentage wow. of people that he was representing whose annual salary is less than his cigar expenses. Yeah. yeah Over half. One, I one way to put it. Yeah. Although UAW guys get paid pretty true. well. That's true. That. Uh, let's see. So seven That's months. That's crazy. <laughs> that wouldn't be easy to do. Oh, I know it. I know it. I, I, I guarantee he, he bought himself a, a really expensive humidor. Maybe even a walk-in one had to be had union to spend, members' yeah. money. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, extorted out of them. That'd be um, cool to have. Seven months after his home was raided, uh, this is when he, he pled out, uh, the investigation is spread out to include related schemes by other union and corporate officials, and possibly including Jones' predecessor, Dennis Williams, who received a lavish lakeside cabin from the union. Jones could get five years in prison, but for the UAW's roughly 400,000 active members who make up the biggest union at Fiat Chrysler, Ford Motor, and GM, it's a bitter pill to swallow. Said uh, the head of the UAW now... Whatever sentence he gets, whatever restitution he gives, does not right the theft he committed or the damage he has done to the movement, the entire labor movement. It was all about him. Yeah, but, Interesting. But I wonder if this guy's clean. He's, he's making the right noises. Well, what would you do? Um, what he did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will not stand for this sort I don't of think thing you, uh, under my watch. Now I'm off to my cabin to smoke cigars. I don't think you rise to that level of power in a big organization that's been around forever. And and hold on to power for a long time without a hell of a lot of people knowing exactly what's going on. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, your inner circle knows. It's, sure. It's, it's classic dictatorship. You have to get hold of the resources, then distribute the resources to enough key players to hold on to power. It's how every government works. It just differs in who gets the money and who gets the benefits or, or, uh, or, or welfare or whatever. You just try to keep people in line through giving them resources. Um, but, you know, keep in mind the unions are working as hard as they can, and this is what Tim Sandifer was talking about, to pass laws so that nobody can work that's not in a union, and they get lackeys in your state legislature, um, and I could name a few if you'd like, uh, to always vote for that sort of thing, uh, that sort of scam, because they're uh, in the employ of the unions. They're their running dogs, as the communists used to say. Well, An lo- expression I miss from the Cold War. I'm looking up at the TV, uh, reminding me basketball is coming back. They've uh, they've made the decision. Do they have a date yet when it start? They start playing again. They're uh, going to play eight games and then start the playoffs with the final shakeout of who gets the last spots in the in the in the last eight games. But not all teams, right? It's just whoever has a sniff of the playoffs and could get in. Mathematically, you have to be able if to they get won in. like yeah. eight. No, twenty two yeah. teams are being invited to Orlando for an eight game. Finishing out the regular season, which will determine who are the final people in the playoffs and the seeding up at the top. So fans? No, no did I say no, fans? No, nobody. No, I'm asking. Oh no. no, no fans, no fans. Not a sniff of that. Which which still gets to the whole: How are you going to mic these things? I oh, I love the idea to be able to hear these players and coaches talk to each other, but I'm not sure how you can do it without. No, I you know I focused on the uh, MF bombs you'd hear and the rest of it, uh, but uh, folks have pointed out that. There's a lot of coaching that the other side's not supposed to hear. <laughs> hmm. I mean, how quiet would you have to talk in an empty basketball arena? Well, they're going to eliminate the, the the sound then and have like the the pipe and crowd noise, no sound. An- I don't know. Announcers up in the booth far away, so you just hear their voices. That'd be weird because then it'd be like quiet, like the Masters, right? With guys banging in each other, you running, hear, whoop, you know, and hear the club hit the ball. It's going to be weird. It's really going to be weird. Yeah. Well, they're going to give it a try. Late game steal. It's got the ball. It's going down. And it's just completely quiet room. Weird. I don't know why there are crickets in the room. Well, it's Florida. Looking like probably cockroaches, too. There are a lot of bugs. Late July for a start date, but they haven't specified the, okay. the exact date yet. Um, other entertainment, uh, going to the movies. Well, you may not ever be going to the movies again. I Fine. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> AMC is the world's largest movie chain, and they announced to the Wall Street Journal they have substantial doubt that they will survive. Aren't they owned by the commies? Uh, I think China does have a role in AMC. Yeah, they're, they're, a big Chinese holding company owns them. But um, they, they told the Wall Street Journal, we are generating effectively no revenue. Yeah, that happens when you're closed. Um, yeah, AMC was acquired by the Wanda Group, a Chinese conglomerate. But they got the double whammy. Not only were they forced to close down by the coronavirus and, and make no money, uh, companies... The, well, by the government. But, coming, yeah. yeah. Companies started putting out movies straight to Netflix or whatever, uh, a dish, and lots of people ordered them, and they realized that, wow, we don't even need the movie theater. This works really well. So they're doomed, yeah. which is fine. Sure. Things come, things go. Somebody also buy that theater and make it better, probably, in some way. It's got to be cheaper, for one thing. If you want me to go watch a movie there, it's going to have to be cheaper. Mm. Why would I spend $60, like what is what it costs, if I take my two kids and we get some snacks? When I can order it up at home for twenty dollars, you know, if I was running a theater, I would fire up the uh, concession stands. I'd be selling popcorn, drive-through uh, movie popcorn. Ooh, Why aren't they boy. doing that? I'd stop by and get some movie popcorn. Heck yeah! If I'm going to watch a movie at home, because I don't want to go to a damn theater, a bunch of people chattering or wrinkling wrappers or whatever, or God knows what Heine was in the seat before me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll stop and get some movie popcorn. Surprise Judy with it. 
when we're going to watch a movie on Saturday night. God knows. <laughs> I hate to even contemplate it. <laughs> I don't know where that hiney has been, what it's been up to. Um, Yuck. Uh, the trouble with unions when it comes to police, firefighters, and teachers in the, in the uh, Washington Post today, which is interesting. Among really? other things on the way. Oh. Stay tuned. Black Lives Matters graffiti. We're just trying to take care of the yeah, We tried over there and it wasn't coming off. It's still one of those coming off. But why do you want that to come off? But so you don't care about black lives then? No, that's not at all. That's what this. Not enough to leave up a message. Great. Not not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Oh. That's disgusting. Oh, yes, you're right. Boy. Something's disgusting. Oh, boy. So some, uh, like, college-age girls look like they're white. We're cleaning graffiti off of a building, which was hailed yesterday as, like, isn't this great the way communities are coming together? You know, the the real protesters that care about the issues are right. cleaning up the mayhem from the bad people. No. Sweeping up the glass. That was cleaning off the so graffiti. yesterday. And, uh... No, they're not using their white privilege correctly. The good wow. news is, as a student of these things over decades now, uh, that phrase will be so played and hilariously out of date within... It feels like 9 to 11 months. You think? Well, I, I hope you're right. I think it may take over uh, the, the, the discourse in America. I've been wrong before. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. This uh, I'm watching the videos from all across the country of, of white people kneeling and begging forgiveness. What percentage of Americans did the New York Times think were going to vote for Donald Trump? In the election. What chance did they give him? 10%, 5%, something like that. Depend what day you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, and and he won. Uh, I would uh, remind you of that when assessing how many people are down with the current radical agree with me or I'll ruin you philosophy. Yeah, I don't. But this th- here's what's different. And I wish we could explain in full what I mean by this, but we can't, which is part of what I'm talking about. <laughs> very confusing what I'm saying. <gasps> this is very confusing what I'm saying. You it's like the Matrix. It doesn't need to be a majority. It doesn't even need to be a close to a majority. Oh, no. As the majority of people, corporations, individuals, are being scared into not saying or doing anything. Oh, yeah. People are terrified by cancel culture. Because you'll lose your job. Yeah. Um, or your or your business will be targeted by the cancel culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you only have, I don't know what percentage you have to reach. Of, uh, 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 you know, you might only need to get like 10 or 15%, but if the other 85% can't say anything back against it. Right. Because corporations mistakenly think it's a majority opinion or something. Or I don't just know what's ter- going on. It does, uh, but as you said yourself, it doesn't need to be majority. It just needs to be enough people to ruin you. It's, yeah. it's, it's Maoist. It's Khmer Rouge-ish. You I dare f- not speak out against them. I feel like I'm talking in such code you might not understand what I'm talking about at all, but I can't clarify. No, so. I think people understand. All right. Um, Sean got a disturbing, uh, (laughs) well, let let me hit you with this first. Some, um, 
I wanted to talk about this. Maybe we'll get into this later in depth. Oh, first of all, the governor of Texas announced that collegiate stadiums in Texas can operate at 50% capacity. Does that mean college football have full stadiums? My alma mater, that would be an increase. (laughs) The program's been somewhat crappy lately. Um, And then this. Well, he had a decent year last year, come to think of it. uh, I like this tweet. This is about the Washington Post op-ed piece today about tired of bad cops? Look at the labor unions. Collective bargaining in the public sector has always been a prescription for disaster. Police, firefighters, and public teachers should never have been allowed to unionize. Signed FDR. Franklin Roosevelt wrote about that. That's a good, interesting, thick, chewy uh, topic right there. Well, at the very least, there needs to be reform. But uh, Sean just got this direct message in his Twitter feed. I created this account to tell you that you are not smart. You have no interesting commentary. You bring down the show you're on. Everyone that I know who listens hates you. I hate you. Your voice, your stupid-looking face, your constant (laughs) comments that no one asked for. Please shut up. Please never talk on the air again. Please. I've been marching in the streets with the protesters, but unbeknownst to them, I'm protesting you, all caps. I hate you so much. Radio is not for you. Wow. Oh, like that's the, that's our like, general manager's I, Twitter account. I like the ending part about how I'm protesting in the streets, but unbeknownst to the other protesters, I'm protesting you. Secretly <laughs> protesting positive Sean and the damage he's done to our society. Oh, that's what direct messaging is for right there. Oh, I love Twitter. It's where people get together. Armstrong and Getty.